0: Welcome back to the Lawyer Brit Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about why your law firm needs, absolutely needs a niche. Side note, I know some people say niche. That word sounds gross to me. I don't like it. I know there's a phrase that's like the riches are in the niches, which I do agree with that statement, but I prefer niche. I work with a lot of attorneys and I don't just mean in my legal practice and in my law firm. I also coach attorneys through my program, The CEO Club, which is a program for attorneys who want to grow to $50,000 cash months into $80,000 cash months. I help people who are at like the 10, 20, 30, sometimes a little bit above that mark, grow into the $50,000 to $80,000 range and then sail into a seven-figure annual law firm. You're listening to The Lawyer Brit Podcast. I started my law firm at just 28 years old, and a year later, the firm profited $1.78 million. In this podcast, I teach lawyers how to strategically launch and grow their law firms into multi-million dollar empires. And one issue that I see so many new law firm owners making is that they are trying to do too many practice areas. They're saying yes to every single case. And that's kind of like one of those like antiquated, accepted ideas amongst attorneys that you have to take whatever comes in the door when you first start. There's this whole thing about like, you need six months saved because you're going to starve and you need to take whatever comes in the door so you could start working. I don't believe in that. That's not what I did at all, which I'm going to go into in this episode. I don't think that's required for anybody. It's not bad necessarily. I'm not Looking down on anybody who does that. I'm not saying you should not do that. You should do whatever feels aligned and right for you. It does help bring cases in. It helps you get a cash injection, meaning money into your business quickly. But you may be cutting yourself short by taking whatever comes in the door and not niching down immediately because of two things processes and branding. Ultimately, these two issues will lead to slower growth in your law firm from failing to niche early on. The days of like the attorney who just did whatever case are really gone, in my opinion. There are so many attorneys, so much advertising, there's so much noise that I think it's so important to niche yourself into a specific practice area when you first start. I mean, especially right out of the gates. Again, taking whatever comes in the door isn't bad, but in my experience, niching down and doubling down on that niche, really just helped my firm explode. You probably heard the story that I signed 100 clients in my first 100 days of opening my firm. So I opened my firm October 1st, 2020. And 100 days later, I had over 100 claims signed, 100 cases signed, which is pretty freaking nuts, right? And people say, yeah, well, you were marketing. I was only marketing for three months before that, you know, on social media, just posting about my work and what I do. And I mean, it wasn't like I was I wasn't paying for advertising, I wasn't on TV, I wasn't on billboards, right? But I niched down very early and very specifically, and I was able to just explode my growth. And what I see with my coaching clients, some through the CEO club and some others, what I see with my coaching clients is that they started their law firm and they said, oh, I do, I do PI and I do contracts and I can do this and that and the other thing. And they're really selling themselves short for these two reasons, processes and branding. So let's talk about why you're cutting yourself short in not niching down through the process perspective. So when you're building out your law firm, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that your goal is to grow that law firm and eventually not be the only person. You don't want to be a solo forever. You want to have a team you want to grow, you want to be able to take that vacation abroad, you want to be able to maybe stop doing the legal work or not have to do all the marketing, whatever it is that's aligned for you. You don't want to be wearing every single hat and being pulled everywhere, right? So it's important to have processes in place, you want to have structured processes for your firm. And this is something I also talk about in my program, the CEO club. And this is something that I work with my clients to create their processes in their firm. And so when you have a specific type, of case that you handle. So you have a very niched practice area. For me, it's property insurance. So I'm going to talk about property insurance. For me, we only do property insurance. And generally, property insurance has really one large process to it. Yes, there are kind of subtle differences, right? If something's residential versus commercial property, or if something is pre-suit versus in litigation, there are some differences. But overall, A property is property. Damage is damage. Insurance is insurance. A policy is policy, right? So I have a general practice area that is my niche. It's property insurance claims, property damage. So I have this niche and all of my cases follow the same process. Like I said, of course, there are nuances, right? So if we sign a client, we know, is this going to be pre suit or litigation? And we have a process for each, but it's still the same practice area. It's still reviewing the policy, talking to the client, getting the address. There's still it's still overall the same process. So, the reason that's important is, like I was just saying, you don't want to be constantly pulled in a thousand different directions, right? Having a structured process allows you to dictate how things happen in your firm without having to physically delegate every single time. This is a big thing with like big law firms. I have a coaching client who used to work at one of those top 50 law firms, mega big law, whatever. And she said it was just always chaos, where she'd get a case in and she'd have to tell her, apparently, okay, let's file this and call this client and set this thing up and da da da. And she was reinventing the wheel every single time because she had to tell somebody else what to do in this case, versus having a process set up. You have a process set up. Everybody in the firm knows when a case comes in, you set up an initial call and then you draft this one document and the attorney reviews and then it's filed and then you go this way. And having that general process takes decision making and constant delegating out of the process, which not only saves you time, but also saves you energy, right? Because making decisions takes a lot of brain power. And so if we're sitting there and we have to analyze every single case and every single thing and, and delegate and you know, have to make decisions on everything, it's, it's difficult for us. And we, we can't scale that way, right? You need to be able to rely on other people. You need a team for support. At some point in time, you're going to grow that big. And it's important to have your processes in place so that everybody knows exactly what they're doing on each case. Yes, there needs to be open communication and there's some nuances, but overall, everyone knows what's happening on that case. Now, on the flip side, imagine if I turned around and I said, hey, we're going to start doing DUI cases, we're going to do criminal cases my team wouldn't know what to do. Like, okay, well, like, what do, we, what do we draft here? You know, what are we filing? You know, do you want to do the initial call now or in a week? And how does this work? And what information do we need? See how many other questions there would be asked, rather than just following the process that I have laid out for the firm. You see how that works. So it's difficult to, hard, to always be making decisions and, and delegating things on every single case and kind of reinventing the wheel every time. What are we going to do? What are we asking in discovery? what are we drafting? What are we doing? What are we filing? What is the motions? You see what I'm saying? It's there's so many different pieces that it gets overwhelming. So having that process allows everything to kind of flow smoothly, especially when you have support from a team. And when you have just one practice area, everybody's following that process every single time. It's we get the case in, boom, 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 case done. That's a very generalized experience, obviously but that's more or less what it is, right? That's why it's so important to have a process. Now, if you have a niche, you can have one general process for your entire firm and everybody knows what to do when a certain case comes in or when a certain thing happens. There's you know, triggers, obviously. I have another episode about processes and I actually talk about this in the CEO club trainings, how you create processes that flow using triggers and making sure that there's access and documentation, et cetera. Again, if you're interested, link in my bio to apply for the CEO club, my Instagram bio. At lawyer.brit with two T's. So when you have this process laid out, it makes everything flow so much, so much smoother. And I actually experienced this a couple times. Yes, I did break my own rule a few times in my business because we had some clients who had insurance claims and we handled those insurance claims. And then they said, hey, actually, I also have a negligence claim against, I think it was like against someone's building. So we did the insurance claim for the damage in the condo and then they had a negligence claim against the building. And so we said, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, we'll do it. And it's like negligence is somewhat similar to what we do, right? So it's plaintiff's work, complaint, etc. But that case was the case of my absolute nightmare, because things kept getting forgotten. It wasn't part of our process, people would get things in and say, oh, I don't know what to do with this. And they task the attorney, the attorney wouldn't see it. It was just it was it was constant chaos, because There wasn't a structured process for that. And could I have created a process? Yeah. But it wasn't something that was natural and normal for us to do and not something I had done since I was at a big law firm. So it was just difficult. And I said, you know what? Never again. Absolutely never again. We're never doing anything other than property insurance. And if we get a case like that, we are referring it out. And you know what? That's what I do now. If we get a case, if we get a lead. And the client has something other than property insurance or something that's just not something we're set up to handle, we refer it out and we get the referral fee. And it's so much easier and simpler. And everyone's happy. Someone else is taking care of it. I always say I refer to somebody who that's their niche. I know that they know what to do, right? They handle it. And then at the end of the day, when the case resolves, we get our 25% referral fee. And it works out for everyone. And it's so much better. And that's why it's so important to niche for your process, for your sanity, and for your growth. Because can you imagine if you had 100 cases and across, I don't know, five different practice areas, your team would be getting pulled all over the place, not to mention for review and analysis purposes, right? Imagine like I'm sitting in my office reading an insurance policy and all of a sudden someone comes in and they're like, "Oh, I've got a criminal case and I've all of a sudden I'm looking at criminal statutes. That's completely different. I've got a shift my entire mindset and what I'm working on to now think about criminal stuff. It just, it doesn't flow. And as somebody who is obsessed with processes and systems, and I'm obsessed with them because I've seen them work in, in our explosive growth and our, our scaling and expanding, as somebody who loves processes and systems, you need to have a niche so you can grow and build this system. And you kind of just continually run through that system on repeat. And that's how you scale, right? So you're growing through a system. Once you have a point where you're like, hey, the system works, it doesn't matter if you have 100 cases or 1,000 cases, you can handle them because you know it works. And that's how you scale. That's how you make the big bucks. So first reason that you need a niche is processes. You're cutting yourself short if you don't have a, a structured process for your practice area, for your specific type of case. The second reason that you need a niche, your law firm needs a specific practice area, is for branding, branding purposes. I'll talk about this in another episode. You need to be synonymous with your practice area. I'll dial this into me, right? So let's talk about property insurance. If somebody is at dinner with their neighbor and their neighbor says, oh yeah, like we had like some leak happen last week in a storm. I immediately want that person to tell their neighbor, oh, I know who you should use. You should check out lawyer Bray. You should use her law firm and give them a call because they can help you. I want to be absolutely synonymous with property damage. I think that's so important because when you're synonymous with your practice area, if somebody has an issue or if they hear about somebody having an issue, you're the first person they think of and they call you and then you've got a lead and then you've got a new client signed. That's branding in a nutshell. Branding is when someone is presented with an issue or a problem or a circumstance, scenario, whatever, and they immediately say, oh, I need to talk to this person. I know that lawyer brick can help me. Somebody you know, gets arrested. Oh, I need to call so-and-so. Somebody gets slapped with a lawsuit for IP infringement. Oh, I need to talk to that guy that, that's always on, on YouTube. You wanna make sure that you are synonymous with your practice area because you want people to think of you every time that they need you or they even think somebody else needs you, right? If you're not branding yourself as a specific ex-go-to person, they might not think of you. If you're just like, yeah, I'm a lawyer, they they might hear, oh yeah, so-and-so has a problem. And they might not automatically think, oh, well, you could have an insurance claim or oh, you need to have an attorney. Oh, you you should hire this person. They're not immediately thinking of you. Maybe they do because you're just a lawyer. Oh, maybe you contact so-and-so, right? But again, we go back into that process issue of you're going to just be absolute chaos at your firm. But if you're branded, they're automatically going to think of you when they have a problem that they think you can solve or that you could probably help with, right? If you're synonymous and you have that automatic thought process, automatic connection through your branding with your ideal client, and they think of you, now you've got new business, business pouring in the door. This was very much how I built my law firm. I was producing content while I'm a very huge proponent of content. you don't need to do content, but for me, content was the way to go. I was producing content that I was pushing out daily for months about property insurance, property claims, my successes, how I handle this, what to do if you have a claim and All of a sudden, I became synonymous with insurance claims who were reaching out to me all the time. Hey, I think so-and-so's got an issue. Hey, I referred you out to this person. Hey, I think I have a problem. Can you look at this for me? And I started getting leads in the door, started assigning a ton of clients. I had people reaching out in the industry that wanted to work together. So that that branding of in my specific niche property insurance claims, in my specific niche, helped me to really grow through branding. So I was getting all these cases in and all these leads in. Because I ran myself well. I had one niche. I said, This is what you can come to me for. And people did. They did. So that's why it's super, super important to niche yourself. Because obviously, processes, I feel like I beat that with a dead horse. But processes, because you want to make sure that your law firm, when you do get a case in the door, that you are working it well and seamlessly not only for you, but for the client as well and their experience. And you also want to be able to bring those clients in, right? So branding is the other piece of that, right? Don't cut yourself short by saying just like, I'm a lawyer, because then everybody comes to you with every you know, issue or problem, and maybe half the, half the problems aren't actually something you can help with or charge for, right? But if you say, here's the problem I can help with, and you brand yourself that way, people are going to think of you, you're going to have cases pouring in the door. And that is why you need a niche. Now, maybe you're thinking, oh, well, maybe I have two practice areas and they're kind of similar to each other. Fine. Pick one practice area to double down on and really brand yourself on. Really create your processes on. Pick one that you either enjoy better, that you are more passionate about, that you think would be a better fit for you. Choose one and double down on it for, I mean, a few months, 12 months, whatever. Really get specific on what your process is for that. Really brand yourself as the go-to for that practice area, for that problem. Niche yourself in that and then you can add on. So that's the beauty of this is you're never stuck in a niche. You can always expand. The problem is if you start with too many, people get confused and they don't automatically think of you as, oh, the, the one guy who does this or the one woman who does that. You can always expand, but when you start with multiple, it's a little, it's spread too thin is kind of what I'm saying, right? You have multiple, you're really, you're really spread too thin, but you can add on, right? So if somebody knows you 110% as out of state planning attorney, and then you turn around and say, okay, now we're going to start offering, I don't know, business transaction work, you can add on, right? It's not necessarily related, but you can say, hey, now we do this. And then you repeat the process of branding yourself in that area you don't abandon your first practice area you still talk about it but people have already made that connection and they associate you with whatever that first practice area is estate planning and then when you open up another department or another practice area you add something on you start talking about that a ton and you brand yourself in that you build out your processes in that and that's how you that's how you expand your practice areas that's how you expand the firm if you choose to to add practice areas on right so i'm saying niching is very important in the beginning niching is very important for branding building out your processes but you can always expand. You can always add practice areas, add departments. That's possible. But it's important to nail the first thing first before you start looking into other things. Very, very important. And short, you need a niche. The riches are in the niches. Don't cut yourself short. I understand how frustrating and scary it is when you're in the beginning stages of your law firm. You know, maybe you've got a handful of cases, 10, 15 cases, you're making I don't know, you know, 10, 15, 20k months. And that's awesome. And I'm so excited for you. But niche, please niche. That's how you explode. That's how you grow. You don't need to take everything that comes in the door. In fact, it's almost easier for you to refer it out and get a referral fee at the end or in the beginning. And to, to focus on your niche, because that's how you grow and explode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are interested in joining the CEO club, please go to my instagram link in bio you can apply to join the club and you will schedule a discovery call with me to discuss that you are a right fit i would love to help you hit 50k months sail into 80k months and have your first seven figure year.